Hey there, race fans. If you've been looking for a water cooler NASCAR podcast that goes about like you'd have conversation with your own friends, then look no further. Let me introduce you to the last podcast you ever need for NASCAR. Here's the Grandstand Boys. Welcome to the first episode of the Grandstand Boys. Um, this is going to be a, a weekly podcast by three random dudes that love NASCAR. We're going to tell us the truth. We don't have any stake in it. We can tell us how what we think about what we think about the drivers. We can tell you who we like, who we don't like. There's no politically correctness here. This episode of Grandstand Boys is brought to you by Rescue Lock and Key. For all your lock or key issues, call Rescue Lock and Key. Uh, my name's Brad. I am one of the three founders of the podcast. Born and raised East Tennessee, been the you know NASCAR races ever since I was a kid uh, from Bristol. Um, I mean, I think I've been to over 100, so I average six to eight races a year now. Um, NASCAR is my favorite sport, whether that's good or bad. I don't care. That is my favorite sport. Um, I just love it. I love to talk about it. I eat, breathe, drink NASCAR. Um, everything about it, the culture, the, the, the t-shirts, the hats, the memorabilia, ever it's my thing. Um, so we're going to make it fun. We're just going to comedy cut jokes. It's going to be open for them. We're going to make fun of each other, make fun of the races. So next up, I got my dude, Dave Lairdman. He's going to give you a little background on his NASCAR fandom. He may be not the biggest fan, but he's learning. What's going on guys, David from Kannapolis, North Carolina, old Dale Trail. Uh, pretty much everybody here lives, breathes Dale Earnhardt. We got a statue downtown. Uh, every, everybody took their prom pictures there, at least when I was in school. Uh, <laughs> With their weed as, box. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, as far as NASCAR goes, follow it. Um, I'm kind of more of a novice as far as the fan thing goes. Uh, probably been to five races in my life and I don't remember either one of them um I think the earliest I got into one was probably lap 100 I was too busy pre-gaming out in the parking lot um but yeah it should be a lot of fun uh throw it over to old Jeff <clears throat> hey guys I'm stacked I'm raised uh born and raised just south of Charlotte probably I don't know 25 30 minutes um, grew up watching NASCAR. Uh, some of my earliest memories on Sunday with Pops sitting down watching the race. Um, back in the day, if, if you ever left the house, we used to tape the race. That's how, uh, that's how into NASCAR we were back in the day when I was young and kind of maintained it. Been to Bristol, been to Charlotte. Um, got a lot of racetracks still want to go to, but Martinsville. Oh, been to Martinsville. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure been to Martinsville. Uh, <laughs> That was a nice birthday trip for uh, Russians. Mama Rush took me up there. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I love NASCAR. Uh, I love following it. love the personalities. love the, the business side of it as well. So getting into this, let's start out with the hottest topic, which has to be the next-gen car, which I guess we can call Gen 7 now because it's technically here. It's not the next-gen. It's not the car tomorrow. Stax, what is your opinion on this spec car um so a couple things that i do not like about it i don't like the fact that 
we have one lug nut now. I do not <laughs> like that. For a safety standpoint, I reckon it's probably a good thing because some folks don't like to tighten them. Look at the sheets after the races. and They, they play with their nuts too much. They play yeah, with their nuts too much. Their <laughs> chiefs are getting fined a lot of money for not finishing their nuts off, um, <laughs> you know, after races. And it seems to be very habitual. I hate the placement of the new numbers. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. It looks like crap, but I understand the marketing side of it. You know, that's a very valuable side of the race car. Um, I was up in the air about it because the drivers were up in the air about it early on, really especially uh, later on toward the end of 2021 because they didn't know anything, and they're the ones driving them. Uh, but, you know, I guess as, as time has progressed and the testing's gone on this winter, uh, the drivers seem to be okay. I haven't heard anybody come out and openly say too much negative, you know, had too many negative remarks about it. Well, but, you know, they're not going to piss off NASCAR either. I mean, some of those guys don't care though. You yeah, know, so going, Kyle Busch would come out going and say back it. to the the lug nut thing. So it's you said it's one lug nut. So is it like, if I'm not mistaken, Formula One cars are like that. It's just one big lug yeah. in the center. Yeah, is that what they're going to? most yeah. most big racing are like that. IndyCar, F1. These IMSA 24-hour Daytona stuff, it's one lug nut. Because they, they, apparently it's where they switched the all-aluminum wheel. It was not safe to run five lugs. Um, I've heard numbers from teams that spent, you know, $80,000 a year on lug nuts because once they use one of the lug nuts that on the five lug, once they use them, they're done. So these are reusable. It's supposed to save money, which is one thing about the car. Um, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. I'm a little more optimistic than Stacks about it. Um, I'm still up in the air about the numbers i understand the marketing aspect of it because they look they shortened the rear quarter panel so they needed more room for the sponsors I'm, they, apparently they ran all kinds of um they did all kinds of surveys with sponsors saying how much value would bring to the team um i don't like the aspect that it took out the creativity from the other teams um you know like the big teams i mean some people call it cheating some people call it innovating that's what made nascar that's what i enjoy about it what you get away with um spoken like a true jimmy johnson fan hey you know jimmy was my dude i mean <laughs> at the end of the day i only pull for chevrolets and we can get to toyota in, in another t another day another time um but I, that kind of takes it away the number like i said the number placement i'm still up in the air about i don't think it's going to bring teams closer together as they think Hendricks, Gibbs, Haas are still going to be the three big swinging dicks in the Cracker Factory. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're still going to have the most. They're still going to have the most um, money to do it. Penske. They're still going. To, I mean, Penske too. Yeah, I forget about Penske. Forget about Penske. Yeah, they'll be up there. I mean, they they have all the factory backing, but they also have the most money, the most resources to get around these cars quicker than others. Um, it might bring it might bring a, some of the big you know classic teams like uh, Richard Childress and Roush Fenway a little closer. I mean, I could see I could see Tyler Reddick winning a race this year. I could see Brad Keselowski maybe winning multiple races this year, but they're not going to be as consistent as still the big teams. I don't think it's going to do what everybody says it is. Um, may, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, like I said, it's up in the air. We'll have to wait and see. And you're not going to be able to tell after the Daytona 500. You're, you're not yeah. going to be able to. You ain't going to tell after the clash, I can tell you that, because they're just going to beat and bang on each other for a quarter mile. So. No. Yeah, we won't know really until we get through that first 20, 25, that first quarter uh, of the races, I think. So they released the way the track's going to be built for the clash? It's the already, whole, bu uh, it's already built, it's dude. Oval? It's kind of like Bowman Gray, if you know what I'm talking about. It is a quarter-mile oval. Okay. 
inside the, of a football stadium in the L.A. Coliseum. And just take just a beat and bang on each other the entire time. And it's going to be entertaining. Like, they're going to go out there and say, hey, guys, put on the show. We'll take care of you kind of thing. I mean, look at it this way. They're, they're doing heat races like a small town short track, but your boy Ice T's playing at halftime. Doing ice, a, ice Cube or Ice T? Uh, I get them mixed up. They're, they're both drinks. I don't know. He put one in, he put one in the Ice T. I can't remember. It's one whoever's in, from NWA. Who's that? Ice Cube? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's Ice Cube, I think. So they're doing kind of like the other sports, trying to get outdoor, like bring well, in a different stadium type deal. Well, they're just trying this out. It's kind of like a exhibition race, kind of like the All Star race at Bristol a couple years ago when they ran that god awful underglow and they moved the numbers back. I don't know if y'all remember that. Oh yeah, it was during COVID. Miserable. I was there, and the underglow was by far one of the most disappointing because I was all excited. I mean, I was 15 beers deep. You know, I was pumped, ready to watch. So I was like, dude, they're, they're going to have underglow under the car, and it was just on the back bumper, and they made it uniform. So, like, if you had a Toyota, it was red. If you had a Chevrolet, it was gold. If it was Ford, it was blue. It was awful. But it's it – It's like they watch Tokyo Drift, and it just ain't work out right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean – I like the I like the aspect of them taking a chance on the clash. I think it's going to be very entertaining. The problem I'm going to run into is they're trying to get new fans, <clears throat> and we all know this is not going to be like a normal NASCAR race. It's not going to be like a like a Coke 600 or you know a Southern 500. It's not going to be anything like that. But I mean, I get I like the West Coast idea. They're, apparently, they have a ton of Hispanic fans out on the West Coast. Bring it to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you look at it with what they did going down to Mexico city and, and kind of branching out. I, I know when I was a kid with like 96, they went out to Japan and raced. Yeah. I, I mean, remember there's, that. There's some good stuff that they're doing. And right now, I mean, strike while the iron's hot. If you know, LA is a big market. I mean, right now there, they, there's a, there's a football game on television right now in LA. Um, and, and, you know, put, put it in the Coliseum, which is a storied place. Mm-hmm. And you've got the biggest stars racing there. If you want to really broaden your, you know, fan base and, and market it and maybe potentially get some more, you know, some more sponsors and maybe more manufacturers in the sport. And Word on the street. Word on the street. Dodge. 2024. Word on the street. What are they going to race, uh, Chargers? I mean, I don't know. The, apparently, there or it might be even a little later. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard about the hybrid push that they're trying to get in NASCAR. No a lot way. of manufacturers are waiting to go hybrid. And by 2025, I think, is what the year. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. We're going to have battery-powered NASCAR. It's going to be Teslas in NASCAR. I don't know. I mean, give me a plaid Tesla out there. <laughs> I mean, pro- <laughs> they could probably use some of Elon's money, but that's crazy. I mean, that's probably what they're shooting for is get that Tesla money in it. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that ruin the sport, though? I mean, I mean they're trying to a move motor sport. You know, right. It is a motor sport. Uh, I mean, they got to do something, though. If at the, at the end of the day, I'm not saying it feels like it's dying. But it's nowhere near the heyday of the late 90s, early 2000s. No, but it has recovered from the mid-2000s. The car tomorrow killed it. Absolutely. It was it was miserable. Um, and they were still coming back from senior dying, too. And there was a lot of people who lost interest in it from, 2000, I think, 2001 to really 2008-ish. I feel like that was when it really fell off. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we shall see. We'll find out. Dave, what kind of questions you got since you're kind of, I would say, the casual fan of the three of us? Well, you know, the new car is interesting. You know, just the differences between what 
the old car, last year's car, and this year's car, you know, what's going to be the difference between the two? Uh, is the performance-wise, is it going to make everything more, uh, I guess, competitive if everybody's going to be running the same stuff? You know, is it, you know, Hendrick Motorsports going to have a big advantage over the small guys with, with less money? It'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, you know, and then the drivability of it. You know, the pit stops, I mean, you got one lug now that's going to decrease the time in that, so there's going to be a little bit more strategy, I think, as far as that goes. It'd be kind of interesting to see how that pans out. Um, no, I was just I, reading a, an article that said there was like 39 fines last year, I think, just due to lug nut violations. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, if you're cutting that out, you know, that's just going to – I think that might change things pretty drastically. Just a lot of – so minor. A lot of those fines from last year was teams saying, we don't give a damn. Like, it's the last pit stop of the race. I yeah. need those – I need that extra tenth of a second right. to gain on pit on pit road. Well, like, we'll take the $10,000 fine if I can win the damn race. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, you know, hell, I know everybody now is going to have to – I mean, you think about it with one lug nut – there's no reason you shouldn't get four tires every pit stop. So, yeah, I mean, the strategy too. is like, I mean, I, I reckon you could save about five, maybe four seconds by getting just right sides. But, I mean, is it really worth it? Four seconds for four tires or, you know. Mm. Well, with that 18-inch rim, it's a brand new tire. They're actually, they're not really sure how it's going to wear either. Is it going to wear faster than it used to be? It's got a, it's got a bigger contact patch. It's going to have more grip. Is it going to wear faster? Or is it going to, I guess a lot depends on the compound that Goodyear brings too. Right. But, like, that's questions up in the air. I mean, how quick is the tire fall off going to be? Because that's when drivers have to be drivers when the tire falls off. Mm -hmm. If they don't throw phantom cautions every 25, 30 laps. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Johnson's gone, so there's not going to be any more phantom cautions. Uh, come on now. Yeah, I've seen Al Marola's retired too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was a bum. He was a bum, so yeah. it didn't matter. Whoever that guy is. Oh, I mean, we, we, can, I talk, we can talk about it. <clears throat> once, once Kevin Harvick retires, Stuart Haas – has a bunch of driver lineups that are bums. Cole, I, I wouldn't go that far. Cole Custard, bum. I like Briscoe. And Briscoe I, can't – I mean, he, he hasn't proved himself. He was a rookie last year, so obviously he hasn't proved himself. But at the end of the day, bum. Eric Almirola, he was a bum. Briscoe had enough guts to wreck Hamlin and lie to his face about it. Okay, so – He had enough guts to wreck him and said, hell, if he had the guts, he said, hell yeah, I wrecked you on purpose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. If, if he had the guts, hell yeah, I wrecked you on purpose. You pushed me uh, in the grass, some bitch. Right. I'm going to wreck you. After the yellow flag, or after was it after Briscoe got black flag? I mean, I'm, and that was what? That was at Indy, uh, Indianapolis. So, I mean, I like the Briscoe kid. I mean, they're going to be fine. Um, you know, and there's still a learning curve. Stuart Haas is not really that – they haven't they, – they're not that established in a sense of, you know. Well, well since, they switched to, out. since they switched to Ford. It kind of slowed them down right. a little bit at the end of the day. I mean, they were tied up with Hendricks when they were Chevrolet. Mm -hmm. Then they dropped to Ford, and I guess it was kind of them, and I'm sure they probably had a little bit of help from Penske. But... So I don't know. Um, what uh, what 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 is y'all's predictions on the gambling side this year? It's just, you know, preseason championship. Obviously, we know Kyle Larson's in the lead. Who is like a dark horse that you think that you could put some money on to, like, say, make the chase, put some money on to bet to make the chase? Who do you think that would be? Uh, I mean, pull up the odds, see what yeah, they pull, are. The day, pull them up. I mean, I think if you're affiliated with Hendrick, if you're affiliated with 
uh, Penske, with Gibbs, you can go ahead and say any one of those drivers, there is a very good chance that they are in, going to make the chase. I, what I do you think about the whole Michael Jordan and Bubba Watson? That's, that's, where, I, that's where I was going. Bubba Watson. No, that's I mean I, that's what's kind of like I can't believe I'm saying this is a dark horse, but I could see Kurt Busch making it. I don't he, think I, that's a dark horse. I think I think with his drivability and you know look at what he did it he did it with front row, um and and won some races and really competed there. He and with Stuart he was with he's been with um is it Stuart Haas or was it um Chip Ganassi well, he, he was with both he was with both so he's at stewart haas in the 41 car and then he yeah. moved to the one for ganassi and he competed last year made the chase last year i mean obviously didn't win, wind up the way he wanted it to uh i like I, I from a marketing standpoint what jordan did what what those guys did putting the 23 on bubba wallace's car and the 45 on on uh kurt's car i mean what i mean what genius. other number could you put on it yeah i mean it, i mean exactly. it would have been a stupid move not to absolutely genius though because i mean I, it just worked out the way that you in your head you're like, man, I hope they picked the 45 since you know obviously it was one of Jordan's numbers and right. they did. It was perfect. I mean, genius. But here's your here's your dark horse for the whole cha- the whole championship to win the whole thing. New car, young guy. I don't know what the odds are. I'm sure it's pretty good odds if you can look it up for William Byron. That's my dark horse. That's to a win dark the, horse though. To, to win the championship, he hasn't Hell, really proved. He hasn't proved himself a lot over the past three. I mean, he's still very young. He and Bowman raced extremely. They got well him. They got him fourth. You got Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Hamlin, and then Byron. See, well, okay, so, oh, so that's not a dark horse. Let me let me retract okay. that statement. I mean, who who do you, who do you think, Stax? Who's your dark horse then? Bowman. I don't think What's Bowman's it? a dark horse either. I think he's affiliated with Hendrick. They put they about. put somebody you know in the Hendrick car. I think that they have a chance to win any Sunday, uh, and ultimately win the win the whole thing. Um, I, I like, I mean, I, I'm a Christopher Bell guy. I like <laughs> Bell. I think he's a really good driver. Um, and he's got Gibbs horsepower. I mean, he's got the Gibbs, you know, he's got Gibbs car. I mean, I mean they, they got him at plus 2000. No, so there you go. I mean, I, 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 he was a rookie last year. He's raced. I mean, he, he's won at every level he's been at. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to win the whole thing. But I think that he's going to compete to be in the chase and make a quality run. I mean, he proved it last year. He won. Uh, God, it was second or third race of the year. He went out there and won. Yeah, he um, won the Daytona Road Course. The road. There you go. He won the road course. So I mean, uh, you know, Bell. Um, uh, look at Busher. Busher raced extremely well for Roush last year um, at a lot of tracks. Um, now he raced extremely well at uh, Daytona and Talladega, which is what he does. You know, he does well. Cody, Cody Ware can get run well there if he's got a car. What about Suarez? No. Look, Trackhouse is on the up and up, too. Um, I, and they've got I mean, the money to put into it. With Pitbull and what those guys are doing, man, they've got money. And they're going to continue to get better and better. Here's and why him Suarez, and Austin Dillon are about the same, too. Same. Here's why, here's why Suarez doesn't have a chance. He drove for Gibbs, stinker. Drove for Haas, stinker. Now he's with the track house, which is pretty much an RCR team. <clears throat> they run out of the same shop as RCR. Um, obviously, I think they're growing. And I mean, he's a good driver. He's not a championship driver. That's just the bottom line. He's not a championship driver. I, I'm going to tell you an interesting play this year is going to be what Colleague does. I'm very interested to see what Colleague does. 
they're not that impressive in the in the Xfinity series either. Uh, they just won a title, though. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, no, yeah. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh no! Well, they should have. Almondinger should have won it. It was especially as hot as he was. Hemrick wound up winning it, but yeah, well, she's driving for colleague this year, which was I think was oh, a terrible. Yeah, he he moved to the ten car. I think it's a terrible move to go from a Gibbs car to a colleague car. I mean, I respect colleague, but they're not. I mean, they're good at the road courses. They're good at the super speedways. They're not good mm. at your cookie cutter Texas, Atlanta, Michigan places like that. You're just not. So if you I mean, had to rank your teams, your top five racing teams. Go ahead, Stacks. What you got? Go from fifth. Go from fifth to first. Uh, no, I'll go from top. I'm going to go from first to fifth. Okay. Just because Hendrick, I mean, with what with what Kyle Larson did last year, probably I think it was tied for the most wins in the modern era at least. Uh, Jeff Gordon had 13. Um, Jimmy Did Johnson he have 13? Had, yep, Jimmy Johnson had 13, too. Well, Kyle, well, Larson went up with, what, 10? 10. I mean, that's t- in today's NASCAR, to me, that's unheard of um, with the amount of talent and the amount of money that's put into these cars. So I think you go Hendrick. I think you go Gibbs behind them um, with Hamlin and Bush. Um, and then Penske. And Penske's, it's not, you could pretty much flip two and three between Gibbs and Penske. Um, and, and then fourth, I think you look at RCR. Uh, above above Haas, Ooh. I, I, Haas stunk last year, but the well, year before that, Kevin Harvick had the most wins. Uh, exactly, and but last year he could, I mean he was struggling to be in the top fifteen from week to week. I mean he struggled heavily. It and you have uh, Tyler Reddick who raced really well. Um, he had that stretch of about 10, 15 races in the middle of the year toward the end. Wound up making the chase, uh, didn't make much of it. But that's a good young driver. He's a dirt guy. Yep. So he'll sling it sideways like Larson will. Um, you know, I like Reddick a lot. Um, he's a guy that I pull for on the side just because I, I like yeah, how yeah. he drives. He runs the high line, does that. So I think RCR's on the way up. Austin Dillon's got to – he's got to make something happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been waiting on him to make that jump. Like we talked about, you can't just race good at Daytona and Talladega. Yeah, or, you know, and win fuel mileage races. you got to actually outrace some guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and that's that's my top four right there. And then you know, fifth, you could always look at some wild cards. You got the track house guys who've been racing good from from place to place, and you're going to have colleague who's going to go out there and try to win races. It's really the top four, top five, you know, race teams, and then everybody. I mean, I, I agree. Um, I know disrespect to Papal's boy, but Tyler Reddick's going to be the rejuvenation of RCR. Bottom line, he's going to have to be. I mean. Austin Dillon stinks. Ty Dillon, let's be honest, stinks. I mean, he's won the Coke 600 fuel mile. He won the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Pr- pressure, but McDowell won the 500 last year. So I like to see Ty Dillon in, in some equipment, in, in some of like Austin Dillon's equipment, which I know he's raced from here to there, you know, in some RCR stuff, but never really full time, I don't believe. Well, I he was in. Him get a sure, shot. You, so you don't think when he drove for Jermaine Racing and the Geico car that that car wasn't made? built at the RCR shop and threw on a trailer and rolled out. Eh, come on now. For the most part, at least with the motor. Oh, that's what's um, going to happen. I mean, that's what's kind of happening this year with uh, Austin Dillon, or Ty Dillon, excuse me, going to Petty to drive yeah. the the 42, which uh, GMS, Jermaine from the truck series, bought either majority stake or whatever to it. They've been They've been with RCR Motors in the truck series forever. It's kind of been a feeder. It's kind of been a feeder truck for them. 
They need to put the mellow yellow back on the side of that thing. <laughs> that would be badass if they yes, put it the bo- bo- bottom line. It would be badass. Absolutely. So we can get close to wrapping this up, but um, who's y'all's picks for the clash? <sighs> Whoever's car is still running. <laughs> you you think mean, it's going to be honest? Look, man, if they race the way they raced on, you know, going 200 miles an hour, what do you think they're going to do on a quarter mile track where it's a, just money to win? They are going to run each other. I, I, I want to see the setup on what they're going to do with the cars whenever they don't run anymore because they're inside of a football stadium, essentially. I'm so, thinking you break and you're done kind of thing. There's no, I, I mean, there's nowhere to do like work on the car on the inside. You break and you're done. But you could be like Frankenstein out there. You could have, you know, it, well, if you can't work on it and it's, if there's a if five minute clock, five through, minute clock. Yeah. But I, you know, I, it's going to be a war of attrition. You're going to have some, some short track drivers who are up there who can just flat out race. But if Ooh, Ricky Road and Rusty Wallace, Ricky Road and Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, look, I mean, Kyle Larson, I don't care. You could, I would bet on that man in a foot race. I mean, it don't even matter. He wins everything, and he's just a wheel man, and that's what he does. So if you don't put money on him, I think you're dumb um, just from a sheer standpoint of the drivability. But, uh, you know, this is up in the air. I can't wait to see the, the odds on the Clash. You know what? Let me let me take a gander and see if they have odds to win the Clash because uh, they that do. should be interesting. Dave, uh, what you got? What do I got? Truex okay. and Hamlin are co-favorites. Yeah, uh, fifty. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking Hamlin. Yeah, you got. Really? He's very good. At, he's very good at Martinsville. That's true. Got, I, I mean, I think my dark horse for the race is going to be Tyler Reddick. Can we? Think, can we? Can real quick? Can we? Can we admire the fact that the Clash is sponsored by Bush Light and it's in L.A. Coliseum? <laughs> well, it's been sponsored. They gotta by put Bush. the Southern team on it. Well, yeah, right. used, before, before it was the Bud Shootout, it used to, back in the day it used to be called the, the Clash, and they, then Bush sponsored it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. I mean, because when we were kids, it was the Bud Shootout. But yeah. uh, I mean, my dark horse is Reddick. I my if I was putting money on it, which I probably will, it'll probably be Denny Hamlin to win. Um, the the the, the big issue they're running into is that they have finite amount of parts for these cars, where they're all. From vendors so like the, the chassis made by Delara, the the lug nuts are made. The, hey, the lug nuts are made by RCR. They make them for all the teams. Like they get all these contracts. So the rack and pinion steering, I don't know who makes it, but they only got so many parts for these finite amount. So they might be a little timid coming out. But I guess when it comes down to the final five, what's the uh, what's the purse to win this whole thing? I haven't even seen that. I have absolutely no idea. I don't even know if they've posted that yet. They're kind of secretive on some of this stuff. Let me look. Lerman, who, who who do you think? Who do you got looking at the odds and whatnot? Uh, Hamlin's looking good. I mean, Chase Elliott wouldn't be a bad look either, you know, especially if he can avoid the accidents. But it's hard to say. It's like, the, like you guys are saying. I mean, it's just going to be kind of a who can outlast everybody else type deal. Um. It should be interesting for sure. So Adam, Adam Stern on Twitter, it's not confirmed, but it's just shy of $2 million for the purse. So you would think the winner would get $1 million and then they would dilly-dally it up after that. 
Yeah, that's that's a lot of money not to run straight through somebody's ass. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing four heat races, and then a last chance qualifier. The five, the 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 main clash, the main race, I think, is only twenty four teams, twenty four cards, twenty three or twenty four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I don't know if the track's big enough to have anything more than that on it. So. Well, my my pick's Tyler Reddick. You going with Red? Reddick, old, yeah. Old, old, old Tyler Reddick. Dark Horse. There you go. Man. Well, y- y'all got anything else? We'll wrap this up for the first episode. They might get a little longer when we start doing race reviews, talking about what we think. But this is just a little short tidbit of what's going to happen. We're going to talk about Greg Biffle coming back tomorrow. Or the Biff. Tomorrow, <laughs> the, Mr. 69 himself. Wine him, dine him, 69 him. Greg Biffle. That's it. That's it. This is the Grandstand <laughs> Boys. We'll, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Weekly podcast coming out. YouTube clips coming out. We appreciate it. Thanks. See you.